When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Koen Viomala PLLC is 100% native owned and operated founded by Viren Koen Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources and energy. Koen Viomala is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering, community activism, and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me, as always, is the little, lovable, wholesome Carl. Hey, what's going on, everybody out there? Uh, it's It's been a great season. I mean, we're almost done with the season. It's been a great season, and I'm happy to report that we have had one of our most successful weeks in the history of podcasts during this season, which <laughs> yeah. is remarkable because in those first five weeks, we were trudging to look like this was probably going to be one of the worst seasons. Yeah, we're One of the worst our, performing our last seasons. Season. <laughs> Possibly our last season, but somehow it got turned around. The listeners came back and realized that we, were, we had available episodes. And so it, all the listens, the downloads just jumped right up. And so this is turning into one of the most successful seasons of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the last episode was so toxic. We had to, uh, you know, to smoke this place out because uh, it was so toxic in here. Like how stoners hotbox their cars. <laughs> I just put some burning Lamapi in my truck and I just sat in there. <laughs> I and just hot boxed out for a bit because of all the smoke. Hot boxed yourself with my, my throat's kind of sore. I think I got black spots in the back of my throat. Had yep. to take Dude. a bath in Lamupka. Yeah. And I had to go see an actual medicine man. Went for to this. go Nawakna to my Wuya and ask forgiveness. <laughs> and, you know, uh, to uh, wake up four times early just to see the sunrise and. <laughs> To see that beauty again because of the toxicity that we had on the last show. And, and so, you know, to those listeners that actually did enjoy the episode, I apologize that, you know, it's probably going to go downhill from here for, for you all. But for those of you, for those of you that sent in your feedback, sent in your comments, we do apologize. And the podcast will be back onto its normal, normal, regular, not that bad toxicity, I guess. <laughs> For the two lovable characters, <laughs> but here, you know so. what though, you know what I, I think that the blessing in disguise in having the Yaf boys on is that anything that we say from now out is going to be so plain and so we can say whatever the heck we want and we, we won't piss anybody off. Yeah, I can actually see. I can actually say hell. <laughs> 
<laughs> and no, and no one won't say anything to me. And nobody won't say. And anything And so won't to even you. bat an eye to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was an interesting week, and you know, and in addition to having one of the most highest performing weeks from the podcast, that our social media blew up. Oh yeah! And so, big shout out to AJ to our uh, social media person that all of the memes. All of the memes that had to do with, I guess, basically dissing on the subways <laughs> was some of the most popular things that we pro- that we've produced. Even in most, yeah, recent even time. the the subways are like dissing on themselves too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that really, yeah, gr- we're like, like that. you know, what really grinds my gears, a uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was that was kind of some of the the um, excitement that we've had with yeah. the last week or two and so but we're back on track we do have a new episode and we do have a special guest but i did kind of want to touch upon last week's episode to a degree because of the toxicity i felt like that maybe me and you didn't really get a chance to really divulge into what the big topic of conversation was last week although i do have to give you props carl because that you know i really was fearful that you weren't really going to say a whole lot with the off boys but you actually did uh say some stuff when I was kind of irritated and not wanting to talk because of uh, what I what I feel was uh, one of those Navajo boys had some liquid courage in them. And so, you know, <laughs> they were kind of speaking from that end. But you stepped up and you you held it down for the podcast. So so I applaud you. I don't know which button it is, but I'll let you press it. Uh, of course, because I'm the, uh, the star of the show. That's the whole reason why. <laughs> I don't understand why you're so surprised. I was very surprised. But it well, I guess, you know, kind of going back to what we talked about last week with the whole gun thing. And, you know, I, I don't I feel like I didn't really get a whole a lot of chance to share what my perspective was on that, because because you are right. You did say something last week that I felt was fairly accurate. You said that for the most part, most Hopis do have guns. Yeah. And a lot of us do have guns. And like yeah. you said before, that a lot of it is primarily used for hunting, although that a lot of it is actually used at the fields as well. Oh, yeah. And and yeah. so I, I don't think as a person that uses guns heavily at the field that I would be in favor of all our guns being taken away because then, you know, you use those 22s to keep the rabbits away mm-hmm. from, from your corn when they're still young. And at the time when the rabbits eat them or your bean plants, because the rabbits do like to eat the beans. Or you, for you guys out here, that you use more of the high-powered rifles to keep the deer and the elk away from your mm-hmm. fields. Yeah. And like I said before, you know, it's just a tool that we use. So, you know, we just kind of utilize it in where whatever intention that we might seem useful to us. And so I think that that's a pretty good, accurate statement to say that it's a tool and that we use it in that manner. And then, of course, also for hunting. And then... You too said that you didn't think that there was ever really a situation that you needed to use a gun to protect yourself out here. Although I think that, you know, one of the differences, though, and in, in God willing, that this never happens to me. I think that if anybody was shooting at me for whatever reason, yeah. and I like just happen to have my shotgun in the truck or if I just happen to have my twenty two in the truck, yeah. I think that I'd like to think that I would pull it out. And, you know, try to use it in defense because, you know, if somebody's <laughs> trying to kill me that, you know, I would I would have no hesitation to eliminate the harm, I guess, really what it comes down to. And you know how we are out here, especially like the off boy from last week when you get we get that liquid courage in us. Yeah. And then we kind of talk all this nonsense because, you know, it's like what person out there on the reservation hasn't been threatened by somebody that's had too much to drink. 
especially being threatened to to get shot. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it turns it turns into like it turns into something that you don't want it to turn into. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just but anyway, like you know, just shout out to the Yaf boys again for giving us that that kind of boost up there and uh, giving us that toxicity that we didn't really ask for. So thank you guys for <laughs> for coming on the show. Yeah, I think you're speaking for yourself on this one, Taro. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> and, and But then, you know, unfortunately, though, I, I guess as far as, as how guns are going on, that it is getting a little bit worse on the reservation. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not a common thing. Like, it's not like we're Southside Phoenix to where, and, you know, that was kind of a thought that I had, too, before, because somebody did bring that up, like, you know, Chicago or, you know, kind of some of these bigger cities with the higher urban population. It's like, it's it's different for those people that, like, if you're walking around with a nine or, you know, some sort of pistol. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's for protection when it's more common that shootings happen within a specific neighborhood but then here on the reservation fortunately that we're not at that point hopefully we never get to that point to where you know people are walking around shooting each other for whatever reason but then you know unfortunately that there are becoming I guess occurrences to where guns are involved where police have to be called oh yeah because very recently out at Munkapi that there was somebody that was walking around with a gun and kind of in the village and shooting it and so the police had to be called because this person was walking around with a gun. Yeah. There was, you know, a threat there. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's it's just those those different types of rare occurrences that you you don't want to see on the reservation. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you just don't want to have happen on the reservation. But yes, you know, we are we are we're not we're not, you know, we're not uh, you know protected by anything. So mm-hmm. that's something that we just have to look forward to or not look forward to, but we just have to look <laughs> To that, that it's it's there, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and it usually too, like any time that there's any type of reason why the cops have to be called involving guns, usually the person that has the gun isn't in their right mind. Oh no, that no. usually they're either intoxicated or usually there's a history of drug abuse. Yeah, and so for the most part, anybody out there with a mind that works usually isn't going to be walking around with a no. gun threatening anybody else but that's just here for the reservation oh yeah 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 and so you think about some of these other places that are a little bit more dangerous that you know you do see people walking around with guns for protection and you know i i do believe that you know there should be more regulation that i don't think that anytime anybody that just turns 18 should just have a clear pathway to obtaining a firearm especially when you know that there's issues because then a lot of the times that when we hear about these mass shootings that there's some sort of mental issue involved and yeah so with the gun gun laws i guess being as lax as they are and i hear that here in arizona they're probably some of the most lax laws anywhere in the country because in any other state that usually there's some sort of application process that you have to go through you have to apply and then they do kind of like a, a a background check to some degree, and then you're approved. Then you can buy the gun. But here in Arizona, you just walk up to the front or to a Mexican, tell them what you want in the back of a car, and then give them your money, <laughs> hand them your credit card. <laughs> I don't think gangsters they have Zelle. Credit. They have Zelle now. They have PayPal. <laughs> But, you know, it, it is an interesting topic. And then, you know, I, I do know people on the reservation that have pistols. Oh, yeah. I yeah. do know some that have automatic, semi-automatic weapons. And, like, like I think that I was raised similar to how you were that 
firearms are used as a tool. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's no reason that you need an automatic weapon to keep rabbits away from your field. <laughs> there's no reason yeah. why I, you need an automatic wanted, weapon to I, go hunting. I was wanted a six-shooter, like, you know, you see John Wayne. <laughs> He's, like, walking, you know, to the rabbit. You, you like how the, the metal clanks. <laughs> the metal clanks on your boots. Effect. Yep. And I pull it out my gun. Makes you feel a little bit more manly. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out my gun. <laughs> the rabbit's still standing in one place. You missed the rabbit like completely. <laughs> but you know, you know, besides that point and besides the gun stuff, like, you know, we're not here to talk about guns all, all you know, all this time here. What is. I, I like to talk about guns. Uh, guns are pretty good. <laughs> guns are pretty cool, especially when you're playing like Halo or Call or of Duty. Call of Duty, you know. Yeah, those guns are pretty cool. But yeah, we do have a topic, I guess is what you're trying to yeah, allude to. We have a topic. And we do have a special guest. And so today the topic is marrying into Hopi. And <laughs> yeah. so we do have a special guest here who I guess, you know, is is a is a non-resident, non-Hopi, but married a Hopi woman and is here to share his perspective of what that was like. But I guess, you know, to to set the foundation, at any point in your life, did you ever think that you would marry somebody that was not Hopi? Yeah, I wanted to marry a black woman. So let's say that your dream came true. Okay. And you married Beyonce. Okay. And what do you well, think? She's not even black. She hasn't been black since. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What do you think that the biggest change would be to marrying into a culture that's non hopi especially particularly black? Okay. Let, let's say black, because then, you know, I think that you show up, right? Yeah. You show up at Beyonce's parents' home. Yeah. Okay. She shows up and then, you know, you knock on the door, they open it. Okay. And then they kind of look at you like, who's this little Mexican guy? Yeah. Are, are you her helper? Are you the assistant? <laughs> are you there to carry her bags? Yeah. And she's like, no, dad, this is this is my boyfriend. This yeah. is Carl. Yeah. And then, you know, after the shot kind of wears off. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, okay, this is, this is actually happening. Yeah. Our beautiful daughter is marrying this little short guy <laughs> with long hair. Yeah. And then so they bring you in. Then it's barbecue time, and then and then like that, and then let's like like what what are the changes that are like right off the bat? Because then growing up here on the reservation, like you're so used to a certain type of lifestyle that if you ever had a Hopi girlfriend, that you know you go through that transition yeah, yeah, yeah. to meeting the parents, etc. But then like there's very little surprises, I guess. Yeah, because then you know the structure of their family is more than likely similar to the structure of your family. But then moving mar- or being with somebody. That's with outside of our culture. Then, like, what are those changes? What are the noticeable changes? And then, like that, yeah. even being with Beyonce, you're noticing that like, this house is filled with a lot of black people. Yeah, barbecue, and that more you're barbecues. the most lightest person in the room. <laughs> the most lightest person. And then, so that that yeah, that's probably true. And then that becomes a noticeable change, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And even the way that they speak is probably different because they're going to have some sort of slang. Or some sort of twang in their voice. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the, the food is going to be different because then it's going to be a lot of, I don't know what. Okra. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't want to be stereotypical, ribs. but, you know, like a lot of. <laughs> Barbecue ribs. Fr- fried chicken. Fried and, chicken. And things like that. Bunch of Kool-Aid. And then, and then let's say, you know, the relationship goes further. You go all the way. You guys get married, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the plan is we're going to get married. We're going to have kids. But then Beyonce's, I don't know, she's Christian. Okay. And she wants your kids to be Christian, Christian. too. Uh-huh. And then you being a Hopi man, you've kind of been anti-Christian your whole life. Yeah. 
But all of a sudden, because you marry Beyonce, she's Christian. She wants your kids to be Christian. All of a sudden, you have to let your kids be Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so it's this whole shock. Yeah, yeah. I guess like coming from like a two different types of cultures, mm-hmm. like, you know, it, it's so weird in a way, even like just kind of marrying a, a Navajo, you know, yeah. a Navajo is yeah. kind of is a little culture shock, even though we've been with the Navajos for over like 2000 years or so. I don't know. They, they haven't been around that long. <laughs> According to Changing Woman. <laughs> But no, uh, but it's like, it's, it's so culturally shocking that like, you know, there, if you do, if you are mad, if you're a Hopi man and you have a uh, Navajo wife, your kids are automatically going to be Navajo. Mm -hmm. So in that culture-esque kind of way, they're not really recognized as Hopis, Mm -hmm. but vice versa. If you know, the woman is Hopi, then their children are recognized as Hopi, even but not, though but not recognized as what your culture. Yeah, may not be. recognized as your culture that would be. So, like, if you're a white man, a black man, Mexican man, you know, you're still considered a Hopi, even though you have those that other side of you that that has that inside of you. So it's 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 a weird way to, or it's like a weird vision that you have as as Hopis. Yeah. Yeah. So like and and plus too, like what you were saying with your dad, you know, him saying like, you know, if you're you don't marry a, a Hopi woman, at least marry a Pueblo woman. Yeah. And go down the the you know the there's a list. There's a list that you yeah. go down to. And you know you know, white person is probably not last, gonna, like, last on the list. Like, gonna be the last, last one resort. on the last resort. But it's so weird because, like, a lot of Hopis, they do marry white people. There's yeah. some, and you know, like, there's, uh, I, I know that, um, wasn't, wasn't, uh, um, Loloma Charles Loloma, didn't he, didn't he go out with a white woman before? Probably. Yeah. I, I, I always, yeah. You know, it, it's funny that you say that. And this is, you know, kind of, uh, stupid of me to, to think this, but I, 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 there's a pattern that if you're a Hopi, and you become successful in any career. Yeah. That the defining, I guess, step that you make in truly being successful is that you end up with a with a pahana. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> I should. I need to end up with a pahana. Then I'm so successful. That, that that's that's the defining moment. <laughs> that when you're truly successful, you end up with a pahana. But then you know, and I guess you know, because we've never really, I guess, talked about this like really, at least into detail, being with somebody from another culture. Because there are pros and cons. Oh yeah, I mean, there are pros and cons to it. That you know, like for example, if you did end up with a Navajo, or I guess really anybody, that because in this day and age, I guess really that we don't really abide by our our factory settings anymore. Oh no, to where we no. say that you know, just because if your mother's not Hopi, then then you're not Hopi. But rather in this day and age. That when you're a child that grows up, I guess, multicultural, yeah. I believe is the term that you do experience both sides of the culture. And then so, you know, your babies with Beyonce, even though that technically they'd be Christian, that in February they'd still be at Hotvela still receive getting a- their autas <laughs> and, their- and tijas <laughs> during Puomoya. And so I guess really for the kids that it then it tends to be a pro because then you're getting two sides, Both sides of, one of that life. culture, yeah. And then so you're benefiting from Beyonce's money, but then you're also benefiting from Carl the father, his rich cultural side. Yeah. And then so even though that and then in, in your case too, even though Beyonce's the lady, you'd probably take her last name and so you'd be Carl Knowles. <laughs> Carl the kids Knowles. would be their last names would be Knowles. <laughs> but because Beyonce's all into culture, yeah. 
that their middle names or their first names probably would be Hopi names. Yeah. And then so you would have your son who would be Kahopoya who, who, who would be Istoya, Istio, Istio Knowles. Istio Knowles. And then your daughter would be Ismana Knowles. <laughs> And then, so I guess that would be the benefit. That would be the benefit well, yeah, of you're, Pro. You're making me wanting that more and more now. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but, but any anyway, I mean, like, it, yeah, it, it's so it's so weird how we try to clash two cultures together, uh-huh. but yet we make it work somehow. We make it, yeah. Work. It's so weird that we do make it work, even though that you know there we we're marrying into like navajo or like you know even the black culture mm-hmm. or like you know the the white culture there mm-hmm. are some hopis that do marry into that we're still we're still tied back to our hopi mm-hmm. roots but then i guess and i don't know if it really would be a con but it's definitely um it, it makes it a little bit tougher that and it would really it would mostly be for you that okay now you're married and then you have to respect your wife's lifestyle yeah and like that like you've been anti-christian your whole life yeah but then you're marrying a christian yeah so that means you probably have to go to church on sundays yeah that means you got to buy a suit probably you have to immerse into that culture into that culture you have to learn something about that culture and then in turn whatever culture is based off of their family yeah i don't know what it is that they would do maybe they're into i don't know alligator hunting <laughs> like so you would have to go with her father yeah and her brothers and become an alligator hunter yeah you have to immerse into their culture basically and then and sometimes vice versa so then you would have beyonce Knowles at your so's house making peaky. Wash, making peaky <laughs> washing dishes and so for some people i guess really really that would be a pro because then you're learning something about the other culture that yeah. you're marrying into but then it yeah. can be scary it can be scary when you're walking into something that you've that you don't really know because that's never been your life. Yeah. But then you're gonna have to learn that stuff. And then so in the case like if you're marrying at the Sava, then well I guess for us boys we, we'd be okay we'd because be okay. we already know yeah. how to butcher sheep. Yeah. We already know how to I chop do. wood. We're farmers and we're hunters. But then the thing that would be hard for us is that when you're at the Navajo family's house. And they're talking about Navajo culture being time and memorial. Your tongue's yeah. bleeding yeah. because you're biting your tongue, trying to not correct them and you have to, trying to tell them how it really is. You're, you're practicing how to be a medicine man <laughs> on the side. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, like, you know, let's, <laughs> let's go ahead and take a quick break for our paid sponsors here. Native Community Capital is your trusted partner for home loans or financing your business. Visit us at nativecap.org or call us at 855-628-2272. Let's work together to rebuild tribal economies. Are you 16 to 25 years old and living in Maricopa County? If you are, Native American Connections TREE program provides free counseling, life skill development, housing navigation, and substance use treatment for 16 to 25 years old living in Maricopa County. Grow your roots with TREE. Gift cards are offered at every appointment, so call TREE today at 602-424-2060 or email them at youthtree at nativeconnections.org to sign up today. That's Y-O-U-T-H-T-R-E-E at nativeconnections.org. 
Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence is a grassroots organization based on the Hopi Reservation. They work to alleviate the hardships in the community through acts of giving, from distributing school supplies, volunteering at various places, and working to expand their services. Follow them on Instagram at NurturingISquared and on Facebook at NISquaredTeam to find out more. And now we're back. We're back from our commercial break. And as mentioned, we do have a special guest. So we would like to welcome to the podcast for the very first time, our boy, Ryan Tafoya. Welcome, Ryan, to our podcast show here. Thank you. Thank you for calling me special. (laughs) (laughs) It's a term of endearment in this instance. But Ryan, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, I'm not the the best at introducing myself, but um, I'll just I, I think it's going to be needed for context. So, uh, my name is Ryan Tafoya, and I think um, these guys already said that um, I, I married into Hopi. I'm I'm actually um, Hickory Apache out of out of New Mexico. Um, but um, like I said, for context, I'm also I I I won't say I identify as, but my um, what is it? My genes, my genealogy is uh, your also, looks. Just also, say your uh, looks. Yeah, my, my skin tone today. Uh, op- optically, <laughs> yeah. Optically, optically, you're white. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm identified as, as white. <laughs> Can't help that. I, also identified. I'm usually. sorry, but you know we had to because no one we can't see you, so we have to be yeah. descriptive on who you are on the podcast. I I, 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 I don't I don't think that that. Uh, that purification worked very well at you. You still got some of that yaf in you from the last time. I, I know, right? Yeah. That, that fire water <laughs> leaked, leaked through our you know, the computer. and <laughs> Adrian's fire water. <laughs> Adrian had so much fire water that it went through his it's mic a, and then it came on the other side and then came yeah, through contact, our mic. Contact high on my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, you are here and uh, we thank you for joining us for, for this episode. And so I, I, you know, just for, for, for some more context and I guess, well, I, I guess really just to kind of get it started, you are married to a Hopi woman that your wife is here from here from Hopi and that she was born and raised here on Hopi, correct? Mm-hmm. And so, and so can you tell us, uh, Ryan, the story of how you met your wife and I guess really kind of, um, what some of maybe those early educational reciprocational type conversations that you had as far as your wife being from Hopi kind of a little bit educating you to her culture and then you being from the culture that you are and then kind of educating her to to yourself and your family. Gosh. <laughs> so, so me, I couldn't even remember a pie conversation from how many years ago? From so, years ago? so in other um, words, how did you meet your wife? Exactly. Well, um, we met, she was, she was going to, um, Fort Lewis and Durango and, um, it was, I, I, I attributed, I, I guess I credit my sister. She introduced us. She was, she was going to school there. I wasn't actually going to school there at the time, but she introduced us. Um, we, um, she was actually, you know, she took my, um, my sister took my wife out home. Um, so we, you know, we were, um, spent some time together, I guess that we were, we were, talking for a bit and it, I guess grew from there, but <laughs> talking about early conversations, what we had, I, I know, um, you know, she did speak a lot about, about being Hopi. I think, um, that's always been one of the biggest things I, you know, I, I, I grew up on the res, but I think one of the things like coming out here, um, uh, meeting her, talking to her, it was, uh, 
just just um how do I, how do I say there was a there you know there was a strong attachment or like um Hopis really have um strong ties to their culture yeah, yeah like lo- more go. than any but and I've yeah, met other yeah. tribes but that was probably um one of the things that stood out the most and you come out here and you're like wow it's like exist like every day because um we, my tribe we we still have ties but even the language is um it's it, i mean it's similar here but there's there's less people a, a lower percentage that speak it and then the ceremonies um it's not i guess not like a constant thing i guess yeah it's, it's yeah. a lot more present here so um, I, I, like I said, you put me on the spot. I can't think of like specific conversations that we had. So you, you didn't go, you didn't say, man, who's that, uh, who's that, who's that, hot, who's that hot milk, first you know, who's girl. that hot, no, you know, who's that, uh, milk chocolate girl that's uh, standing <laughs> over there by the quad. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep those, those, uh, thoughts private. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess just for a clarification, Ryan, and, uh, you do have, uh, some, some native, native blood in you. And mm-hmm. so is, is that where you grew up? You grew up on the reservation? Yep. Yeah. And that was uh, Hickory Apache, right? Yep. And then, so you said that uh, your wife had experience going out there, and you know, I, I don't know how much you want to share, but where where is your wife from? My wife, she's from here. From uh, she's uh, from Sitomoli. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, so you were there in Durango, and then just all of a sudden, this uh, first Mesa girl walks into your life. Second, second uh, yeah, first Mesa. And- <laughs> And then, and then all of a sudden you get this opportunity to at least meet with her and then it turns something into dating prior to you meeting her. Have you ever been out here to Hopi before? Nope. No. And no. did you ever know about um, Hopi when you were growing up? I'm sure I've heard of them. I mean, the, the joke, just like any, the, the mortal combat deal with night wolf, oh. and <laughs> like there was different things of that. Like Hopi's not some small tribe like that, yeah, that you Car- never heard yeah. of, but I never, I don't think I'd ever encountered Hopi. Carl before. likes to tell people that that was him in, in the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> Night Wolf. <laughs> My animality is a wolf. Um, but I, I guess, you know, at, at when, so, so you started dating your wife. Well, at the time, your girlfriend. And then of course, at some point, you know, it got real serious. And then when it got to the point to where it's like, oh, wow, I might actually marry this person. What was going through your mind when you thought about, oh, wow, I'm going to have to incorporate myself into her life, which heavily sounds like that she was heavily tied to our culture here on Hopi. I don't even know if I thought about it like that. I think it's, it's just you're with somebody and you just want to. Yeah. You for me, at least is like the it was more of a. I didn't want to not be with her like mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. Yeah. Um, and of course, that was after after meeting her family, and that's when I learned everybody had guns out here. They all shot at me. Uh, <laughs> she was like, "That's only the first time," and then that just means they like you. And then she she told you that it was a game. It was a game. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Ryan. Just come they're, back. They're, they're not trying to it's kill like, you. Yeah, get out of the bushes, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You'll you'll get a gun at some point too, Ryan. <laughs> If they really didn't like you, they would have hit you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, um, like what went through your mind when you first came out here and met her parents or met her relatives? Saw the village. Yeah, saw the village. What what was going through your mind? Were you scared? Were you like, you know, oh my god, what what are they going or, to or, do? Or were yeah. you excited? Gosh, well, just for context, I'm like, we've been together for come on, spot again. Um, 14 years, I think. Really? So been, we, um, 
I, the, the first time I see I'm bad at like these, I, I was just telling her yesterday or yeah. um, when she listens to Saturday, this we were hiking and I was saying my memory is like numbers and dates and names, <laughs> which she can't remember, but she remembers specific events. Like when she, when she's listening to this year, she's probably yeah, going to say um, Ryan, but I, when is our anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll remember that. Like I said, dates, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like the conversation you guys were asking me about. Yeah. I don't remember those things. Like, <laughs> sure, it happened. <laughs> sure, sure, it happened. Um, no, we came out. Um, I think the first time we um, did the we ran up the mesa, and I can't remember what the um, what it was. I think maybe no, I can't even remember. Anyway, she told me we we're I was going to be running like um, like a mile or two up the mesa, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And, I, I was um, start off and I, everybody takes off and I'm running with the guys and we're like a mile in and I'm dying, still like, huffing and puffing. Yeah, starting to cramp and I'm wearing basketball shoes. And I'm like, <laughs> this ain't a mile. I'm like, or this ain't one or two miles. I still have. I can see the trail going up to the edge of the mesa and then I still yeah. climb it. You, you weren't saying it's um, like, man, I'm a white guy. I can't run this thing. I can't jump that high. <laughs> I said I don't identify that way, so <laughs> that's what everybody else was thinking. <laughs> They'll probably say, "Hey, that Bana guys, we'll go pick him up or something." Bana guys wearing basketball <laughs> shoes. What's wrong with <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Let's go pick him up. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, everybody was nice. Um, of course, I don't know. I don't know if it's believable. I I I don't know if that's how everybody gets introduced to families because I hadn't even that was. Um, you know, I don't think I did that on a serious note before. So, but I yeah. got introduced as as this is my friend, which I like. I said I don't yeah, know. If that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's a whole yeah. big comment. That, that's yeah, very common. I mean, but mom, yeah. he's just my friend. Yeah, and I yeah. think everyone knows, but it's it's like a open ended relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, we're together, but, but because we're, we're just friends, yeah. I can still see other people. So and so, yeah, from she was probably people. seeing somebody on the other side. So. <laughs> Somebody should have told me this. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. So <laughs> you, you got kids now, Ryan, yeah. so you're stuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one's ever really stuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's just my friend. <laughs> Even though we're married, she's just my friend. She's just my friend. I'm going to go back and have a conversation. <laughs> Yeah, that's a Hopi term. So, yeah. yeah but anyway, yeah. I mean, like it's it's so were you culturally shocked by by seeing this place or like by like viewing the dances out here or like viewing the the whole cultural sh- uh, uh, structure out here? I'm, I'm sure I, wa- I was. I think um, the, the way I've always thought about it or like the the. I guess the context for me is like it's it's almost historical. I guess like it's, um, like you're living in the past, and it, it's still it's it's like that in many ways. Yeah, um, I think if you take away some of this technology, which if you yeah. get anywhere, it would it would make it like that. But a lot of in a lot of ways, it's so much more so like that out here. So I think yeah, if anything yeah. the sh- the shock was was that I don't think it was necessarily anything, you know. Culture-wise, I, I, and I think that's the thing. Like I, I said, like growing up on the res, like there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. anywhere. And I, I think that's, I think if if it wasn't for that, I definitely would be because I got 
probably the culture shock going the other way, like going off the res, same yeah. as other people that leave the res. Your your yeah. first uh, your first intention coming to the Hopi reservation wasn't like, where's the casino? <laughs> <laughs> or like, you guys only have one store here? Or how can there, there only be two like gas stations? How can there only be two gas stations here? Or like, uh, heard your pickles are really good at this one store. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. I need to taste that pickles. <laughs> might have yeah. might have been with the gas station. There's like, there. Um, it's hard to find a restroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they close your, at they your, close at five. <laughs> your your whole concept of what your definition for a restroom was changed out here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you guys have outhouses too? <laughs> but but I, I guess, you know, for, for context for the listeners, and, you know, Ryan, you, you have because you've lived out here for so long that you have also worked out here for a very long time, and that's actually how you met both myself and Carl. Yeah. But I, I guess, you know, we'll kind of touch upon that part of your life a little bit later, but one of the things that I did want to talk about, and, you know, we kind of did allude to it at the beginning and you know this is probably really a question for your wife to for for lease but you know there was probably on her end and i don't know if she ever had this conversation with you but there was probably at some point on her end where she kind of prepared the family i guess prepared to her family to let them know that hey i i'm with somebody i i'm seeing i have a special friend and you know he he doesn't look like the rest of us and in matter of fact you know he's he's from a different culture that that's not hopi and then you know because carl and i have talked to long uh, in-depth conversations yeah. about this idea of factory settings that you know any hopi family out there wants yeah. their their kids to be with Hopis. yeah but the fact that in is probably true for her family that knowing that you know some of the elders in her family knew that that she knew they that they probably wanted to see her end up with a, with hopi, a hopi man but, but yeah. in fact that she came home with uh somebody other and so it's this long conversation and i guess on your end uh ryan and maybe you know because uh from your tribe maybe you guys are a little bit different but do you guys also have those same factory settings or is it just you know whoever you want to be with if as long as they make you happy go for it well t- so your last question about my tribe i think it it depends on the on the family like some people are very more they're they're a lot more strict and like that list you're bringing up of which um tribes yeah which races yeah, are yeah, okay. yeah there there's there's a list like that oh really oh really um, yeah <laughs> i'm not i don't <laughs> i don't know what the what the the order is or i don't really want to get into that but the, but there's there's that um i was just thinking i don't think lisa had that conversation with with her family but she didn't. Um, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't say yeah. that. Uh, she was. She didn't say. Quam. This man has chest hair. He does. <laughs> he when he takes off his shirt, he has back hair as well. Not like the real Hopi man. So, <laughs> just don't be frightened. You said she, pre- prepare to be disappointed. Just, <laughs> I'm not marrying a Hopi, and, but I'm successful. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say Quam. You can't make those behind the jokes anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like it's. I mean, it's so like because because we do have like a set sort of vision that we want our daughters to marry, or, or maybe, or maybe or like our culture to go with. Maybe mm-hmm. she said, "Please don't call him John Smith. <laughs> don't call him John. That's Smith. inappropriate." <laughs> what I had um actually I had long hair at the time. <laughs> it was probably I blonde was, uh, too. Still had a, a beard going on. Not a, not a as big of a beard, but 
Um, I, I was Carson Palmer. I'm sorry, not Carson Palmer. Um, Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer. Plummer yeah, both former Cardinals. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's a yeah. good thing, right? <laughs> that, that's a positive one. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the, they didn't ask for your autograph today. <laughs> They um no they they just ask for money. <laughs> <laughs> they just ask for money. <laughs> You're friends with the president, right? <laughs> they didn't say that. No. Yeah, I think um like you were talking about the whole successful thing. Yeah, like it goes for women too. Yeah, so they were. Just, <laughs> they they expected that I I had, we had money. money. And, yeah, and you were the one that was asking uh, the Quao for money. Yeah, so there was there was now I'm thinking about it. There was a lot of disappointment. <laughs> but that's the whole um. That's why they introduce you as a friend. Like, yeah, this isn't a... <laughs> so, so, so Ryan, I do apologize for whatever uncomfortable conversations that you may have to have once we're finishing this episode. <laughs> and and Lisa, I, I'm sorry that you know this wasn't our intent. Yeah, but uh, Ryan's a nice guy. But uh, and, and so I, I guess, you know, kind of talking a little bit more about what your experiences were, Ryan. And so I, on your end, like bringing Lisa home to your parents, uh, what, what type of did you have to make any type of preparation as far as warning the family ahead of time that, hey, mom, I'm coming home with a real Indian girl. But <laughs> a real she, Indian she knows girl. some words in her language. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I said. <laughs> She's a lot browner than everybody here. So just. <laughs> Just don't be shell shocked, okay? She makes me Mom. this white. <laughs> she makes me. She makes me this white. That's why. <laughs> she makes me this white. Just by association. <laughs> um, like mom, she's gonna bring our Indian ratio up by a whole lot <laughs> in this household. We're gonna be respected. Right here. <laughs> be respected. <laughs> she's gonna bring our group average up a whole lot. <laughs> No, um, gosh, like I said, I, I'm, I'm res. We didn't, did, there, you know, there's not like the formal introductions necessarily. And um, my sister introduced her, so she already, I think, all my family already knew her before we were actually dating. So it's yeah, it wasn't. I guess there was a a small conversation saying we're we're friends now. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, well, um, besides that point. Was there any like, um, like, sort of like, um, like, what, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, like what? thoughts about, like thoughts about, like uh, you not being with this this woman here. Were there any thoughts like that? Because maybe because <laughs> she was a different tribe, and your mom wanted something of your of your tribe. Maybe you're asking like my mom's thoughts. Yeah, like your mom, your thoughts, anybody's thoughts in that way. Was there any thought like that? I couldn't say that. I, I don't. You don't think so? No. I mean, everybody I, was I, just I, proud. We <laughs> <laughs> were just proud that you were there. They were just glad that I um, existed. That I found a, that I wasn't single. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think there was like judgment, like anything like that. Yeah. But yeah. I, but I know. I mean, yeah. Because like like a lot of Hopi people out here, they. There's some there's some that actually do judge like you know oh this you know there you know this girl's going out with a, a white man or a black man and you know that's not right you know and and that, that was that was gonna be the the question that I was gonna ask and you know Carl you can answer this too that you know the fact that how our families react 
yeah. when when our family, our relatives do bring home somebody that's outside of Hopi or even, you know, just outside of being a native in general, because then, you know, that there are that there are, I guess, characteristics to, to how that goes, because then, you know, even within my own family that, you know, a lot of the males in my family that were all active in ceremony. Yeah, that we're very yeah. active when it comes to participating in ceremony. And then so a lot of the in-laws come who some of them aren't Hopi. And then so they come, but then they're limited to how much that they can help. Oh, yeah. Because then, you know, especially when it comes to dance days and, you know, there was a comment that was made at our very most recent dance. And they said that, you know, oh, I wish that, you know, we could initiate our in-laws so that they could help us <laughs> because, you know, they had that inability to do so because they weren't Wimka. And so that kind of changes, you know, like how the dynamics it changes, it changes what the expectations are of, of what your in-laws then, then become Think of you, especially yeah. because how much of our, our doings that we still do that, you know, as far as what, how much, how much that they can help, then that changes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that uh, your wife's family still does a lot of the culture stuff like that. And when you were at their house, maybe at like a ceremony and stuff like that, um, were you more helpful in that way? What did, what did you do in that way? Or how did you how did you think about that? Where like, you know, because of my male role is not in a kitchen. Like, you know, you can't help in a kitchen and you have to be helping outside with the other men like that. Was that something that you kind of thought of or maybe was like something that kind of turned you off or like just kind of distanced you from from something like that? Oh, yeah, I've, I've definitely thought about it. So I, I I think mostly I help with like eating the food. And then <laughs> since I can't go in the kitchen, yeah. I just, <laughs> just sat at um, the table all day. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably the biggest, the biggest one. And, and um, you know, I guess, for, you know, nobody's ever said anything or, um, you know, like um, been like overtly judgmental or said, said something, but I, I, I know it exists. So. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, like like I think you guys mentioned, I look white, and um, I've I've dealt with that at, that everywhere. Like there's there's um, I don't know, it's it's you know the other, you know there's there's um, all kinds of attachments there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you you weren't feeling like insecure about things like that. Like you know, oh man, I I wish I could do more to help, but it's like I'm limited because of the culture thing that that we have as Hopi males. I don't want to say insecure, but um, it's, I don't know. I don't know what the right word is. Maybe helpless, but even that's a little too. Yeah, I would yeah, say that. Um, I would say, yeah, in that um, way, to be honest. Um, it's more like just not being able to be involved Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. On, on that side. And then, not you know, knowing that I'm not going to, you know, that I can't. Do certain do, things. Yeah, or like be of assistance. Um, so I, you know, I, I try where I can and that's, you know, that's one of the, the draws, um, for, for me here in general is like, just, there is just a, a more of a, a sense of community, it seems like. So there's always different ways that, that people are, help, are helping each other. So, um, in the ways I can, I, I, I try to, um, but I'm also like, like, um, I think you guys mentioned, I have two, I have two kids now, so I know that they'll be welcomed into the, yeah, but that they're going to be going through. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's there's only so much I'm going to be able to do there. But then that's where I'm like, well, they have relatives that are going to be able. That can teach them and whatnot. Yeah. And and Ryan, this was probably something we should have asked you at the beginning. But how long have you lived on Hopi? 
Uh, seven years. Seven years. And so I imagine that there had to be some sort of adjustment. And can you recall like what that adjustment was to living out here? And, you know, I don't know how different Hopi is from your reservation or what the similarities may be. But I know that one of the difficult adjustments that non-Hopis have to when they start dating Hopis or marrying Hopis is the this whole dynamic of how our our us and the whole Kia nephew dynamic. Yeah. And so did like your wife, did Lisa, like a lot of her nephews, were they all talking crap to you? And did they try to sell you dolls? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's a white man. Let's go sell him a doll. I honestly, I, I don't recall. Maybe there, there's one that, that was not even in a mean way. Just one person that, that joked, like teased a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah, and maybe there, yeah, like there's just a lack of of, of nephews in her family, so <laughs> lack of nephews. <laughs> and, and then I can see that talking like More, the the living conditions, Ryan. Like like what 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 was your adjustment to to the living conditions out here? I I'd honestly say that's the bigger thing, and that's just more the the climate. Like I like desert. I've never done. I mean, I'm south southwest, but like the I I'd visited Phoenix before. Um, you had. You probably yeah, burn. like I've never been up here. I burn easily. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, I burn. <laughs> but I like uh, I'm from the the mountains and trees, so that, yeah. that's probably one of the bigger like even shell shock. Yeah, like shock in here. general is the climate, the 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 weather here, and just the openness. Like <clears throat> I, I think that's the oh yeah um, yeah yeah it's very open. Yeah, that was I think the biggest thing, and it, it's still an adjustment for me. I'm like I I, I um think. Uh, are just so used to that like you're almost you're you're um hidden all the time like even when we're talking about the restrooms i'm like <laughs> you go find a tree and i'm like well, even that's not as, as easy done out here <laughs> out here you just stand and, outside yeah. the house and then <laughs> and then if you got to go number two then you just learn how to squat real yeah low. <laughs> real low behind one of the real low low bushes <laughs> or still someone's outhouse <laughs> there you go break 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 Here's the only place that you ever break into somebody's outhouse. But, I, you know, like I did mention that you did, you did uh, have a history of working out here. And so I, I guess, you know, kind of talking about that, Ryan, like what some of the adjustments are. Because, you know, Carl and I, we're, we're, we're here all the time and we're always bitching and talking crap. <laughs> yeah. About the workforce. <laughs> I don't know. About some of the different things. So I'm going to ask you to incriminate yourself here for a bit. But I, I guess, you know, just talking about your work experience out here, like talking about maybe what some of the things that you've enjoyed doing because you do have a marketing background. And then so working with, you know, kind of the, I guess, richer as far as like symbolisms and what type of uh, what, what type of visuals that we have here on Hopi. Um, can you kind of. Or can you? So I'll, I'll let Carl okay. so in, ask it in a much simpler form. <laughs> so in reiteration, like you know, you were out here and you saw a bunch of like symbols and uh, things that meant a lot to the Hopi people. Mm-hmm. What was your perspective view on this, using it in your daily job? I think probably that's one of the things I learned a lot was because I'd seen a lot of that, all the the symbols, like you said, what. I, not really knowing what a lot of them meant before that, so being being in that position that was that was um, really educational and, and I don't know enriching for me um, to to give meaning to a lot of that stuff. How, how did you like working with Hopis? And you can be truthful here. Yeah, um, certain ones it was it was 
really good and other ones it was the opposite the whole <laughs> other end <laughs> we're gonna shave so, you for that now <laughs> <laughs> no it was um i um my job with with um with heath with the hoping um education endowment fund was i think like my first real um office job first like professional um i don't want to say professional job but a lot of the stuff i was doing was i'd worked in an office before but i i guess um not in a not a full official um sense and so that was all that was all new to me but it was also um you know we're in that little in a little house um office yeah um all all close together um touching each other yeah i i don't think i ever had like a a big problem with anybody and and other places i've worked you know you get along with some people and you don't get along with other ones but it was you know i I pretty much feel like you know i was like um still connected at least in some way with most of the people that i've worked with like they um i don't just say it as as cliche like they're they're they did become family a lot of them are are, i I think of them as as family it's so i mean and, and i'm not just saying that because I don't want to, you know, I don't like to trash anybody. <laughs> but it, so, um, so like, um, have you ever gotten like flack from somebody uh, from a, a real Hopi? Well, we're real Hopis, but like from another Hopi, saying that you can't. Carl doesn't run, so you <laughs> take what you want. With saying, that saying, saying, like you know, you shouldn't be, you know, working with these symbols, or you shouldn't be doing these oh, because. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing anything because that's Hopi stuff. There is was there was there anything like that that happened to you like that when you were living here? Not to my face. <laughs> Not to your face. Um, no, I, well, honestly, I don't. I don't. It didn't happen. Like it didn't. Um, not to my knowledge, it didn't happen to me. Um, but I was very like cognizant of that. I was. I. I was um, aware of like I don't want to be taking something that's not mine and I was doing it for a job. I was just yeah. trying to recreate, you know, um, images, symbols, like put them to use. And I was, um, trying to be very respectful of that. And I asked a lot of questions before I was using it. So I was, um, didn't feel like I was taking something for, for my own personal use. And I didn't like attach my name to, to any of these things. Like I wasn't trying to benefit off of it. So maybe that's also why I'd, it didn't necessarily come back to me. I don't know if people even knew it was it was me a lot of the time, or if they they did, they understand understood what it was for. So I didn't I didn't yeah I didn't get flack for for what I did to that I'm aware of. But but at least you know at least from from the time that I've known you, Ryan, I've always had respect for the fact that you know you did marry one of our Hopi women and that you did move out here and that you did live out here because then I think that for most for the most part you tend to have a lot of relationships out there to where they don't actually move here to the reservation and then live here usually they're out in phoenix or albuquerque or flagstaff or something like that so that they kind of tend to skip that part where they have to immerse themselves in the opposite uh, in their partner's culture and so like for carl for example like he married beyonce right yeah and then so now Carl's living in Atlanta, Georgia. Or I don't know where the hell Beyonce <laughs> lives, but now you're living there. Houston. And then Houston. In, in Houston. And then so now you're going through, you're not seeing the only brown people that you're seeing, they speak Espanol. And then so you're having to adjust. And that every time that you're with Beyonce, that, you know, the, the promotions is different because out here, everything's pro Hopi. Yeah. That, you know, Hopi is time immemorial. Hopi, we're the first ones here. Hopi that, you know, we village of Oraivi over a thousand years old but now you're living in Houston 
Now you're having to get adjusted to those messaging. Now you're having to get adjusted to without Jesus Christ, none of this happens. Yeah, yeah. That every time you eat, that now you're holding hands and that you're thanking Jesus for all of the food that you're eating. And then it's like, you know, what kind of mental toll does that take on a person or does it take a mental toll on you? You know what I mean? Because then now you're almost a, a fish out of your own fishbowl. Yeah. And that you're in somebody else's fishbowl. And then so instead of eating the tacos that you're so accustomed to eating, now you're eating different tacos. You're eating street tacos, like real tacos. (laughs) (laughs) No, not the ones that have been prepared a week in advance. And so I guess, you know, the pros, I mean, and and I guess really, you know, I guess depending on how you look at it, on what type of, of a pro is a pro when you're thinking about cons that maybe they're really pros. It's just that you have to get over the hump. And stop thinking them as a negative because really what tends to become a negative is that when it makes you feel uncomfortable, when it makes you feel that you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because you're a fish outside of your bowl. Yeah, you're a fish out of water. Yeah. And, and then, you know, like that, like if you did end up with a Navajo, for example, and that you're having to immerse themselves in their culture, although that there are a lot of center, uh, similarities that all of a sudden that August stops being politic if it time, it becomes squad dance time. <laughs> and then you're at the squad dances. And then like that, like your calendar changes. Yeah. And yeah. then instead of uh, with Katinam, you're learning how to sing Yebiche songs. And that you're visiting all of the of the, the fairs. The yeah. fairs become a big thing in your life. And then so then it tends to become an adjustment and you know for a lot of the folks out there that tend to end up with somebody from a different culture that that's what they experience and you know it's funny because then you and i carl that you know being on this podcast that neither of you that not, neither you or i have that experience that, oh yeah you know, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're still a single man still married to soul and that you know i was fortunate <laughs> enough to marry a hopi and so that you know our lives have kind of been different but then you know ryan and many others like it tend to have a, a different type of uh, of uh, experience. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, yeah, my wife, uh, Beyonce, uh, we've been together for 15 years now. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan, uh, I mean, like it's uh, before we go, before we, we go on, you know, the, we, we probably do have a couple of questions for you. But before we do, um, you know, is, is there anything that you... You, you fell in love with the Hopi Reservation. Is there something that you really liked about it? That's a good question. I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to say earlier, you're, you're, you're not getting the best perspective, is, um, probably, because um, I, I, um, I thrive a little bit in, in awkward, so I don't... <laughs> I, I think because I grew up like that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a... Um, I'm used to it a little bit more, but one of the, um, you know, I mentioned it before, like the, you know, people were, were friendly here. It's, it's, it's more of a community here. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, it's not, you know, it's not everywhere. It's not, it's not everyone here, but that's the, the sense I got. That's, that's one of the things that, that tied me. I mean, that's the, um, the, the opportunity I got with Heath when I, when I, um, we were maybe living here about a year, maybe less than that. Um, it was a good opportunity to actually work for the community. Like I, yeah. I never, um, I didn't even know, you know, had never thought of working for a nonprofit. I don't think, and, and got to do that. Um, and then, and then, um, after that, getting to work the, for the Hopi foundation, like 
there's the, um, you know, that, that connectedness. Um, and then the, like the, the job I was doing, like, like, um, being, um, connected to the culture as well. Like, um, having that more of a, a historical connection as well, I, I think, um, and, you know, like I was saying, like I, I didn't get anything so much from from people. I know there's a lot, there's stuff online, and I don't, I'm not as as um, involved online, so I know different things maybe get thrown around there. Um, but I, you know, people for for I don't even want to say for the most part because for for as much as I know, people have pretty much treated me pretty well. Well, that's good. You know, you didn't you didn't have this like this thought of like uh, you can have hope he has more than one wife. You know. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have that, you know. Oh my god, this is so cool, you know. I can run away from my wife and still be married to her. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about this. <laughs> so the unofficial code of conduct wasn't made knowledgeable. To you. It was like the whole friend thing. Open I, I, relationships. I, I, and, I can mess around and she'll still stay. <laughs> she'll with still me? stay with me. <laughs> god. I, I don't. I don't think any of our purification stuff works. I know, best. man. God damn it, Adrian. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, like it's it's such a pleasure to have you into you know, into the studio here because we we're getting a lot of insight because yeah, it, it's kind of it, it's it's something that we just didn't think of like you know uh, you know an actual uh, you know person marrying into the Hopi religion or like you know um, like having that that those that, those different types of thoughts there. The, the other one you didn't learn either, Ryan, is that, oh, I have to have at minimum at least two baby mamas to be considered a real Hopi man. <laughs> you didn't say uh, alcohol is free on this reservation here? <laughs> I think I've, I've stayed out of trouble this this whole podcast. <laughs> and, well, and, the, and the whole time I've lived here, so I'll... <laughs> I keep okay. those things. I keep those things to myself. Keep them quiet. And- <laughs> well, we we thank you, Ryan, for uh-huh. joining us today, and we're running close to time. So, is there anything else that that you'd like to leave uh, with us and our listeners? Yeah. Is there any last wise words for our <laughs> listeners here? Last wise words, my rainbow. Um, <laughs> well, I I do. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I'm glad I did get a chance to work with you guys. Um, you know, I hope, I hope we stay in contact. Say, maybe um, when you guys are when you guys are have your own um, TV deal or whatever, you'll bring me on, Dan. <laughs> but behind the camera, <laughs> I, I'm told I just I have a, a voice for radio. So. <laughs> well, um, well, we'll definitely carve a spot out for you, Ryan. Yeah, you, you can bring us our lunch or something. <laughs> I told you I I try to be helpful. So. <laughs> I tried bring to bring you a, a half sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. go um, ahead. Yeah, no, I, I want to thank everybody that that um did welcome me here. Um, or, you know, made it made um um things easier for me that that welcomed me. All um, you know, maybe made your your podcast boring because they, <laughs> they didn't give you any good stories about giving me a hard time. Um, but yeah, for for everybody that that um made me a family member, maybe um, accepting me as part of this community. All right. Well, thank you. You know, as, as soon as I uh, hope he gives you a, their bottle of whiskey, that means you are family <laughs> mm-hmm. here. So, and yeah. then actually, you know, we, we took it uh, pretty easy on you, Ryan, because our original plan was that we were going to make you say Hopi phrases. Yeah. So we were going to make you say well, a one, lot of Hopi one, phrases. One of the phrases that we were going to make you say was, uh, <laughs> 
I, I know enough. Hope <laughs> I'll, I'll say certain things. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Okay. Well, thank you again, Ryan, for joining us for this uh, this podcast series here. Well, you know, if you guys have gone this far, you know, you guys are wonderful. And I thank you guys for doing that for us. If you guys want to donate something, go to anchor.fm slash cjpodcast85 to donate, uh, to become our monthly sponsor or to become... Um, or just to basically just donate something, or if you want to just donate a dollar or more, go to buymeacoffee.com slash CJ podcast, uh, to donate a dollar more. And if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Carl and J-Man. And we have a happy announcement to make today that we are making another addition to the CJ podcast. And so we would like to welcome Kyle Sakyakuku. <laughs> on board and he's going to be our new media guy and so you're going to see a lot of uh, cool stuff on youtube yeah exactly so look out for that on youtube because the season is coming to an end but on youtube it's just barely starting thank you all for listening to carl and j-man save the world podcast my name is carl and this is my best friend j-man so long what what <laughs>